0: Today's guest is Damien. Damien is one of Asia Pacific's recognized digital transformation leaders. He's currently the chief lecturer digital strategy and leadership practice at the National University of Singapore, Institute of System Science. Prior to that, he was the founder and CEO of HR Tech, a software service company, People Wave. Before entrepreneurship, he was the global head of digital marketing at the Standard Chartered Bank and the Chief Marketing Officer at Philips Asia Pacific. Damien has also worked at major global brands such as Samsung, Dell, Ogilvy Martyr, Coca-Cola, and McKinsey & Co. Let's welcome our guest, Damien.
1: Hi, Damien. Oh, thank you very much. You look very interactive. You've got some uh, fruits and calculators behind you. Uh, Yeah.
0: Very good. Yeah. I love it. So the show is to enable the audience to learn more about AI, digital transformation and the guests. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: No problem. Cool. Tell me about how do you get to where you are from the day that you did your first startup? (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's a great question. Um, my first startup was actually back in the 1990s. So actually my first job was in McKinsey and then back in the 90s and it was a lot of fun. I did what most of the other consultants were doing there. They left during the original dot-com boom. Now at the time I was very poor. I was living with a flatmate. So my flatmate and my girlfriend got together and uh, what we did is we kind of actually formed a company that actually built websites back in the day. Now that feels very commoditized now, but you um, we actually, you know, became Yahoo's e-commerce partner. We were building. We moved into kind of the early days of what would have been cloud software with email marketing and CRM tools, and yeah, you know, we were doing some really cool stuff. We became a top 20 web development company back in those days in Australia. But of course, with the dot-com boom came the dot-com crash, and the company were wound down, and I end up losing everything. And of course, that was my first experience in startup, and that, that was almost, almost about four years of doing that. Was, it was the equivalent of at least doing an MBA or a master's degree. It was, you know, great kind of actually yeah, and doing this in my 20s was, was amazing. L- lots learned despite the fact that it didn't work. But my most recent startup was my most recent job. So I, I after that uh, first business kind of fell over, I had to go get a real job. And I built a career over 20 years as a digital person. So digital guy that looked out through e-commerce or at sales and around marketing. So, you know, I hit the top of the C-suite, I became a chief marketing officer and head of digital in different companies, and my last corporate job was the global head of digital at Standard Chartered Bank. And it was a great job, I mean, fantastic people there and a big ambition. But, you know, in big companies like that, there's not a lot of stability. And what happened is that I ended up getting laid off. So I went through a retrenchment process and it made me very angry, not because, uh, and it wasn't because I did a bad job and it wasn't because the team weren't performing, we actually we're hitting you know, stellar runs everywhere, but the reality is that it was very political. So you know, the reasons they kind of chose to actually disband this team and you know choose to actually get rid of some people versus others uh, really frustrated me. I've always been more of a data-driven guy, so you know I took my little bit of retrenchment money and I formed my last business called PeopleWave. Ah. There were there were two aspects of that. One, how do I make work fair? You know I've just been through a very unfair retrenchment and, and I hated it. And two, you know, could you use data to make better decisions as a manager and, and a people, as someone looking after people? So, you know, I did that up until COVID. So that was great. Raised a million dollars, brought two products to market. We had hundreds of SMEs using our product. Then later, about uh, three years in, we realized we had a bigger ambition. We signed an 11 million USD term sheet to go big at the end of 2019, but then COVID hit. So COVID killed our core business of HR technology, uh, because no one's hiring and no one's buying our software but also the the people we trusted to actually put that money into business end up, you know, not delivering. So that was catastrophic. So I'm actually, it's pretty fresh for me. So that kind of business just went down at the beginning of 2021, and it led me to a bit of a change and a reflection about where I am in life. Ah, uh,
0: and that was how eventually you um, got yourself to be the Chief Officer or Principal Lecturer at the NUS Institute of System and Science?
1: Yeah, I'm currently at the National University of Singapore in the Institute of System Science. So I'm Chief of Digital Strategy and Leadership there. And what that means is, um, you know, applied my 20-plus years of knowledge, actually, and now I'm actually giving it back. So I teach programs like the Masters of Technology and Digital Leadership. I'm doing, obviously, business development, looking at actually growing capability for NUS. And also, it's it's fun actually kind of big giving back into corporate groups. So we do executive education around things like cybersecurity, AI, uh, digital transformation, digital strategy, and so on. So a lot of fun. It's early days, but uh, certainly a very different change of pace than the corporate jobs and the startups I've worked at before.
0: Yeah, it sounds very fun. I mean, like, your whole story is like a, at an adventure, right? Where you started out <laughs> running a startup, and then you end up doing C-suite, uh, doing digital transformation, and then going back to the startup again, and then
1: now coming back to giving back to the to society as an educator. But don't you think that in a very
0: big company... There's always this tendency of buyers to say, I'd rather hire somebody outside and bring him in, and hopefully he can turn magic, instead of doing a hybrid approach, you know, right? Let me get a bit of expert, let me get a bit of educator, and we, let's try a hybrid crowdsourcing to see how this transition in terms of skills uh, for organization to enable digital transformation. What do you have to say about that, yeah?
1: Um, uh, let me answer a weird way. Um, most managers are terrible. <laughs> most managers are just horrible. Most managers have never gone through training. They don't understand, you know, how to actually manage people well and so on. So they always look for shortcuts. We know that Gallup looks at 70% of employees being disengaged and about 80% of that coming directly from having poor management. So why I'm saying that is because most bad managers will look for the quick fix. They'll say, okay, you know what they should do is develop their team, spend the time to say, okay, here's the unique kind of gems I have in my organization. Here's the chance I'm willing to take on them. To actually develop them further here's the money i will spend in upskilling and reskilling them and i will have a fantastic loyal team and i will become a much better manager if they did that all problems would be solved but most people are fairly bad at management and look for the quick solution you know maybe i'm disengaged myself i don't love working here you know what i'll hire a digital guy i'll wear the teflon raincoat if kind of crap is coming down on me i'll slide onto somebody else so the, the tai chi right uh, so, touching problems away to the new digital consultants coming in. I mean, I know you've experienced it, I have as well. Uh, it tends to be that you actually hire these people as a scapegoat, and if they don't have the subject matter expert knowledge and uh, experience, it doesn't hit the manager, it doesn't hit the team, it actually hits this new person that comes in. So I think, you know, a lot of these problems about actually the different speeds of transformation, hiring externally versus developing internally, could be solved if you had a more empathetic, a more uh, caring and a better set of managers who truly understood the long-term gains from having a fantastic workforce. But you can't escape the fact that in the short term, you need great digital experienced digital leaders. So yes, you're going to have to hire some. I think the key thing would be, how can you attract that best digital talent by giving that person career development opportunities as well? Because the mistake managers will make is they'll bring in an AI expert to solve a short-term problem. But that AI expert's now a full-time employee with nowhere to go.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, I have a different view because having myself uh, been in the corporate world and startup world, and I noticed that uh, when I was in any other bigger company, they tend to hire this guy and think this guy will solve everything for them. Mm. But then yeah. the really successful one, they will like bring in a, a mixed breed of people. Like you could have a few gigster freelancers, a few educators like yourself, and to get m- multiple perspective on what is the exact problem because. When the guy comes in, he comes from a very external observer's perspective, and you're like, wow, it's so different the way these things are work over here. Everybody wanna be a yes man. Nobody wants to, you know, be defiant. I decided to say, you know, oh, there's a problem over here, and everybody looks looking at me like this is a weird goof. But this this weird goof is supposed to change. But change. There's a saying, you know, you wanna go fast, you go alone. But when you wanna make a big change or you wanna go far, you need to go together as a team. And how does uh, you know, leaders or managers? need to be aware that just just bring one guy or bring a specific uh, team of people doesn't enable an overnight change success. When I say mean, overnight, I'm not talking about one day, two day, but let's say within six months. You know.
1: Well, they don't. That's the challenge. Uh, 84% of digital transformations fail, remember? And actually, there's a lot of short-termism that's actually baked into this as well. So again, I would love it to be that uh, the entire organization is actually part of that journey. But frankly, most people just don't care because it's not going to personally affect them. They take a more passive approach, you know, or a late adopter approach. I think what's going to happen is that that manager that's bringing in that AI expert, digital expert and so on, has a, a real fire that's been lit underneath them. And then that fire will actually be, you know, be transferred over to the new person coming in. But it might not be necessarily felt by the rest of the organization. So a good manager would actually hire someone who could light a fire across the rest of that organization as a first and foremost skill set. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're AI, digital, data, whatever. The, the skill set of actually kind of lighting the fire and getting that uh, excitement about the opportunity, about the, the need for the change and clearly articulating what's in it for everybody, that's the skill set you need to hire for. The subject matter expertise around digital is kind of a secondary.
0: Do you think that you know leaders or C executive needs to be patient? I noticed that everybody wants quick change. I don't know whether it because they are listed companies, they have quarter earnings and therefore they bring guys or they throw money at it, like getting a big brand consultant or getting some guys that they hire in the side, they're like, oh we throw a lot of money and hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know. What do you yeah. have to say about that?
1: Yeah. Well, if I'm cynical, I believe that so people are highly, well, they're motivated by not necessarily so much money, but again, you know, who doesn't want a big bonus at the end of the year? So if you tick the box in terms of, you know, brought in digital person, put in digital plan. I now have an AI kind of capability that looks good to the board, looks good to the C-suite, looks good to everybody. That also helps you get the, the, the short-term and long-term incentives and the, the bonuses. So if I was cynical, I would say they might be motivated by that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but then there's also the more intrinsic stuff around actually wanting to uh, be seen as someone who is a leader. So the recognition, I was the person that made this change. I made that change in a short time frame. Because the reality is people are not lasting 5, 10, 15 years in jobs anymore. They're lasting two or three. So people actually are probably more motivated by that. I want to leave a lasting impact on this organization, so I need those results to happen quickly. Yes, there might be a job security aspect to it, which is my boss wants me to do this quickly, but there's also the kind of intrinsic thing about, okay, I want to be recognized. I want to actually you know, master this area myself, so therefore I'm patient to see some results. So probably a mix of both, I'd say.
0: I think one of the things that resonate with you is the, the thing about looking good, like do I look good if I make this, this decision, if you present this data, do I look good, you know, and the, do I look good or can you make me look good, especially to some see level exactly. What do you have to say to them? Yeah.
1: That's funny, you know, back at, um, uh, I won't say which company, but uh, when I was in a marketing role, actually, it was always funny when you get from the airport, from, uh, say, in Jakarta into, uh, you know, the, um, from the airport into the city. Uh, I always found it weird that there was billboards of that particular brand, you know, every kind of 50, 100 metres. And actually, probably don't know this, but it was a very deliberate strategy. They put the billboards up when they knew the senior executives were flying in. When the big boss was coming in, they wanted to actually just show that they were actually, you know, putting their marketing dollars to work. And yes, they're everywhere, but the reality is That was the only five billboards that have actually put in that whole year. (laughs) So uh, things like digital transformation works in the same way. So I think people want to actually show the results, they want to say, yes, I've actually made these movements, I've built an innovation lab, I've now kind of built this capability, I've now got five data scientists working for me. I mean, those are the kind of stuff that actually boost the ego, and make you feel good and actually give you the pat on the back from the boss. What's the tougher aspect, we've actually had to upscale 50 people or I've let go of 10 or I've gone through the hard work of changing perception of customer from one bit minus one percent to plus five percent. That's stuff that doesn't give you the pat on the back, but it's so fundamental for the transformation journey you've got to be on. So, honestly, I think it's probably a mix of both. You've got to give your bosses that showy kind of, yes, the equivalent of the digital billboard. You know, how we actually, we've actually set up this function, we've got these quick wins, we've got great media and PR around the work that we're doing, but also you know, temper that with, okay, it's the medium term over the course of one to three years, we're going to actually slowly talk about how we actually build metrics over time, across this journey, it's not going to be a big bang. We're not going to have 20 billion dollars in revenue overnight, but we will make these positive steps to get there. And that requires, you know, a very program management, very detail-oriented, and operationally efficient way of doing things. But again, that's that's not sexy. So you know, people who can do both are highly successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I talking about successful. Like it's always about continuous learning. It's always about uh, getting new ideas, being open-minded, and running experiments. Right? So Mm. having said that, you know, personally for you, what do you think is the book about digital transformation or any books that you like to share with us that uh, it it actually gives you an inspiration or or gets you thinking differently about digital transformation, you know?
1: I haven't read books in a while, I've got to admit. So actually, my day is actually usually spent actually doing a lot of blog posts, uh, reading a lot of kind of periodicals and so on. So my go-to at the moment is actually three or four kind of websites. So one is the Harvard Business Review. To is the McKinsey uh, Digital Blog and also look at uh, Catalog's Insights as well. Pretty interesting stuff coming through those. In terms of books itself, I mean, the most game-changing book I kind of keep going back to is Linked Startup. Ah. Because I think that can apply to any organization. It's not really about uh, digital technology, but it's about the principles of actually getting something up and running pretty quickly. I thought for entertainment value, there's a book called The Phoenix Project, which actually talks about DevOps and, you know, actually some change management, that I thought was also quite interesting as well. But yeah, I tend to find stuff in the short-term domain, some great videos. Um, My favorite TED Talk at the moment is by a guy called Daniel Pink. Ah. Uh, He talks about um, motivation and the science of decision-making, so intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Uh, It's a fantastic, great 20-minute TED Talk. If you do yourself a favour, read that. Actually, it was a bit of a life changer for me, understanding how to interact with people and what to, what motivates people. So, very good work by Daniel Pink.
0: Wow, great! I mean, like something you thought about six resources. You know, we have Harvard Business Review, you have Digital Mackenzie Digital Quarterly, you have um, you know Ted, TED Talk by Daniel Pink, mm-hmm. and you had like the Phoenix Project. Yep. And uh, so, what I'll do is I'll probably put a note and to all the audience out there, you know, uh, you can refer to the notes that you know for more uh, information. What about the number one app or software that you use every day that you cannot do without, you know?
1: Uh, for different things. I mean, for communication, I mean, usually on Teams, I used to use Slack a lot, so it's that collaboration tool. You can't really do without that nowadays. <laughs> so Zoom, Teams, and uh, Slack, uh, pretty good for collaboration. Uh, I'm getting about a gazillion WhatsApps at the moment, so you can't do without that. But actually, funnily enough, I find LinkedIn is actually the, the platform I go to the most. I tend to find that because I've built up a large following there, it's good for thought leadership, but also very, very good to actually vet ideas. So if you've got some thoughts, throw it out as a post. Usually people connect with you on LinkedIn as well. So if you want to meet people in real life, it's a very good tool. So yeah, I find that collaboration tools are great and easy to use and fantastic. But LinkedIn is actually my go-to platform.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So for communication is Teams, WhatsApp, and then for professional network is LinkedIn, right? Cool. Yes. cool, cool. So for those who are very keen to, you know, start a career in the digital space, what are your top three tips for them, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it always helps to get education. It's great if you go get a master's degree and say uh, NUS have won their master's degree in digital leadership, so I highly recommend you do that. Very fun. Uh, I previously did, uh, did one at Hyper Island, which is also very, very fun, uh, digital management. I think most hiring managers are not looking for a fantastic uh, certificate. What they're looking for is practical experience. And for most people, I find, I used to have it a lot with people who worked in marketing. Marketing people want to be digital marketers. People who work in sales want to be e-commerce experts. People actually who who want to get more affay with AI and data. So my recommendation to those people is go do it. Launch a side hustle, create a blog, go out there and do it. I find actually building an e-commerce site is very good if you want to bring things to bear from a, a sales perspective or a marketing point of view. So you learn how to set up an e-commerce site on something like Shopify. You learn merchandising. You learn how to actually do analytics off the back of that. Simple analytics, but analytics nonetheless. You understand how to use Google and, and Facebook to actually market that. Actually, you're responsible for a mini P&L. And I'd hire someone any day of the week who actually had gone out and built that side hustle such as shoe store or online or you know, some sort of digital platform or built-in app themselves because that shows that they know how to do something. And that's, that's very good transferable skills and applicable knowledge to almost any role. The second is, I always look for thought leaders. So people who take the time and effort to use social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and LinkedIn, they actually share their knowledge in a subject matter expert in, in subject matter area. So if I see someone's LinkedIn profile, even if they've only got a few hundred connections, they're talking daily about AI. You know, They have probably read enough about the topic that even if they haven't experienced that a lot themselves, they'll know who to talk to, they'll have connections in that world, they'll actually have deep knowledge from what they've read, uh, and it should be able to hit the ground pretty easily. And I think the third thing I'd recommend, beyond building an app or doing something yourself as a side hustle, plus being a thought leader and sharing content, is going out there and networking. I mean, you know, most people actually are getting hired not because you see, you know, applying to a job ad, it's because they get referred to you. So generally, someone says, "Hey, have you spoken to this this person because she's very good at blah blah blah?" Yeah. I'll usually interview that person, even just out of curiosity. So if you are looking for that job or you're looking for you know change of career, recommendations actually trump you know public job ads every time.
0: Cool. So you have three tips. Like the first one is basically pick up quiet knowledge in the domain that you're interested in be it in marketing uh digital marketing for marketing fellows e-commerce for sales and the second one was to roll up your sleeve and grind it out like do something to uh, to enable the appreciation of that skills right to make it into reality so you know what you're talking about and then the third one is to to share it like to network and share that kind of knowledge ideally on on a platform like linkedin so Last but not least, what is your request for those who are listening to this podcast? Do you have a shout out? Do you have anything that you want from your audience?
1: Yeah. Uh, Mara, I guess two things. Num- number one, if you're interested in actually further education, please check out the NUSISS. There's a lot of fantastic executive education short courses. And of course, if you work to actually take up the Master's of Technology and Digital Leadership, I'll be working with you in some of the courses there. So love to actually see you there. Second is, I believe in the power of networking. I believe in the power of connecting to people. So look me up, Damien Cummings on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. So send a connection request through to me. Mention the podcast and I'll see if we can catch up for a coffee or at least kind of share some yarns around what's happening in the world of digital. I'd love love to connect.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I'll pin it uh, down on the podcast page. So anybody who's listening to this, uh, do refer back to that podcast page. Um, Thank you very much, Damien. Hi guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, Remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share with your friends, family, and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon.